You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about faith. Faith. Somebody say faith. faith. In a few minutes, I'm going to just try to round it up. In the book of Genesis, chapter number 15, verse 1 to 6. Genesis 15, 1 to 6. Can you put it on the screen so that people can see it? Say, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. <laughs> the word came in a because there was no Bible anyway. Saying, do not be afraid. Abraham, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Let's go on. But Abraham said, Lord God, what would you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliazar of Damascus? Then Abraham said, look, then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house, in my heir. Let's go. And behold, the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one of who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them, he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Now, I want you to understand the concept that God is talking about. Do you understand that in the Old Testament, the concept of righteousness was a foreign concept to them? Amen. Abraham was the first man to be declared righteous. But why was he declared righteous? Because he believed. He just believed God. And because of that, Bible say he was counted as righteousness. Do you understand that righteousness is obtained by faith in Christ? Abraham didn't see Christ there, but his faith catapulted him in the New Testament, although he was in the Old Testament. The faith of Abraham transferred him into the reality of the New Testament. That's why Bible says it was credited to him. Do you understand when we talk about credits? How many people, you have a credit card. Do you know there is money in there that you can use it anytime? But you need to pay it back. Do you understand that when you use your credit card, you need to pay that money back? So it credited to you. The provision is given, but the giving of a provision puts you in a place where you have to pay back. So righteousness was credited to Abraham because the price was not paid yet. He could use righteousness on credits because of his faith. He got a credit card in the spirit. 
Where God said, but what is important is that God says, you can use it right now, but I'm going to pay it later. So Abraham was not entitled to pay. He was entitled to use, but somebody else will pay. Because of his faith. When Jesus came and he paid, the Bible said the old sins woke up. Do you understand that the day of his crucifixion, when the veil was torn, those who died in the Old Testament, they say many came back to life. And when he came out of the grave, the Bible said they came out with him and they went into Jerusalem. And they presented themselves to people. Why? Because the credit card was paid. So death could not hold them anymore because the credit is paid for. So when the credit is paid for, there is no debt anymore. So you are a free man. So even the grave needs to respond to the fact that the debt is paid. Oh, it was like that for Abraham. What about you? That is living in that dispensation where you are not living on credit card anymore. <laughs> you are living on a supply, endless supply. And if Abraham could be credited with righteousness, you, you are not credited anymore. The Bible says you have become. He said we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, whatever depth that the devil say you had with him is canceled. My God, help me, help me. When the debt is canceled, everything related to the devil is canceled. <laughs> if you get this, before I pray for you, the sickness will run away from you. Because the sickness is there as a penalty. Don't hear me out. Isaiah 53 said that, that by his stripe, Isaiah 65 verse 5, but before that he said, who has believed our report and to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? He said, he grew up before us as a tender plant and we despise him. The Bible says he had no beauty that could attract us, but he was despised and, and, and wounded for our transgression. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So Jesus came and took upon him everything related to sin. Death, sickness, he knelt them at the cross. That whoever believes in him lived, lives in righteousness. Now, if you think sickness is not part of the atoning power of Jesus, read a bit the book of Matthew chapter number, Matthew chapter number 8 from verse 16 to 17. They say, when evening had come, they brought to him all who were sick and all who were oppressed by the devil. And they say, and he cast out the devil and he healed them all to fulfill the word that Isaiah spoke that he took upon him our diseases. So when Jesus was doing it, it was a fulfillment. Now the word fulfill there, people think it means he came to put an end. So it means that what Isaiah spoke is finished. But fulfill, if you study the Greek, it does not, the Hebrew it does not mean, or the Greek it does not mean it finished. It means he brought a bigger meaning. He brought the full meaning of what Isaiah said. So, so Jesus, Jesus came and confirmed. 
So that's why when he died and he rose again, he could say to Abraham and all this that were in the bosom of Abraham, it's finished. You can come out now. Come out of your jails. Come out of a prison door because the price is paid. You don't have to, to be here anymore. He, he took all of them out of the bosom of Abraham and he led them to the heavens. And tonight, you are more than the old covenants. Now, faith. Do you understand that God does not, I won't make a statement, but take it in this context of a preaching. God does not see you. He sees your faith. Do you know when they say God is not respecter of person? Because he does not see you if you are pink, if you are black, if you are short, if you are tall, if you are big, if you are thin. He does not see that. He just sees faith. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you are faith, God sees you. You need to understand that he's not there to look the way you look. He looks at your faith. If you don't have faith, he does not see you. That's why some people think by crying, they will move God. And the Bible says, by his tears, we shall move him. He says, by faith. So that's why you can cry over your disease. You can cry over your, your brokenness. It will not change. Because crying is a function of human being. Faith is a function of spirits. So we are, not, we are not in the flesh anymore. We are in the spirit. Therefore, if you want to access the thing of the spirit, you don't need to cry. You need to have faith. Okay, can somebody understand what I'm saying? I say if you want to receive something tonight, you don't need to cry. You need to have faith. The woman with the issue of blood did not cry. She said, if I can only touch the edge of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. The Bible says she came and barely touched the edge of the garment and Jesus said, who touched me? And people say, many people are touching you. You say, no, one touched me with faith because she forced power out of me. He said, I perceive power has gone out of me. Your faith can force power out of God. Yes. Because Jesus was not in the way to heal that woman. No, he was, he was going to, to raise the daughter of Jairus. And on the way, the woman understood, this man is full of power. There's only one thing that can take that power out. If I can only believe, if I can only, if I can only touch the aim of his garment, I know I shall be made perfect. There is no one that is bound to suffer. <laughs> you need to understand, we are all the same. The only difference with us is the level of faith. I was talking to, 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 to Sean in the office today. I said, they ask a man, what do you think of the situation? He said, I don't think. They say, why? He said, when I think, I get in God's way. <laughs> when I think too much, I get in his way. I rather not think, I rather believe. And I was giving the testimony that last year I went to a country without visa. That was not well thought. You can't enter, you can't enter a country that requires visa without visa. In Johannesburg, <laughs> we have cleared custom everything. I was in the bus. 
that must take us to be plain. I hear on this loudspeaker, Mr. Yao, Mr. Yao, Mr. Yao. <laughs> I said, my God. So they said, Mr. Yao, we need to see. I came out of a bus. And Rato and Leon were standing in there because they didn't need visa. I came out. The lady says, we need to check if you have a visa to go to that place. I said, ma'am, I have a receipt. Check my receipt. She checked the receipt. You look at me. I said, okay, you can go for When I got to that country, they said, how did you come here? I said, I'm here. It took us one hour or more. They were, you will not go in. Stop the plane. They said, stop the plane. This man must take him back. And we have cleared Leon and, and the other. So I said to the woman, these people there, if you let them in, what are they going to do? Because I'm the one coming to preach. They came to accompany me. She said, we don't care. They have a, they have, they have a right. You don't have a right. I sat. I walked to them. I come back. After an hour, I hear me say, I'll come. We have to clear you now. You need to go. Stamp my passports. I walk into the country. While I was there preaching, I received an SMS. We are busy with your application. I say, I'm already in here. I was preaching. They tell me they are busy with your application. Without faith, it's impossible. You see, Jesus made a statement. I want us to read in the book of Luke 18, 6 to 8. And I'm about to finish. Luke 18, 6 to 8. Miracle services, I don't preach long. Let's go. Luke 18, 6 to 8, quickly. He said, saying, there was a certain city. There was, there was in, a city, in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. He was, he, was, he was godless. And he said, now there was a widow in that city. Don't take it out. Do you know why the parable are talking about widows? Widows are the picture of people that are helpless. Widows represent people that are weak, that don't have help. So that's why Jesus used widow. There was a certain, a, there was a widow in, this, in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from Let's go on. For my adversary. Get justice for my adversary. And he will not, he, and he will not for a while, but afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, least by a continuing coming, she worries me. Then the Lord said, hear what the, judge, the unjust judge said. And he said, and shall God, not God, avenge his own elect who cried out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. And then, now I tell you that you will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? He didn't say when the son of man come, will he find church? He did not say when the, men of, when the son of man come, will he find Christians? 
He didn't say when he come, will he find pastors? Will he find evangelists? Will he find prophets? Will he find that? He said, will he find faith? Because what determines you is your faith. Will he find faith? Then look at the context. Faith is linked to persistency. This man is a this man is wicked. He does not listen to any man. But because the woman keeps troubling him, he said, Let me give her what she needs. Otherwise, I will not get peace. He said, How much more God? How much God will answer his children that keep on knocking at his door? Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. How much more those who fear him? I found faith. The problem of his generation is not a problem of sin, it's a problem of faith. Because when you don't have faith, you sin. Everything that is not done in faith is sin, according to scripture. So you need to understand that God is looking at a generation and he's saying, will I find faith? You know, people have defined God according to their experiences. They are reasoning with God. Medicine says this. They know so much what doctor says, but they don't know what the Bible says. I don't understand this one. And I have nothing against those doctors. I even go there when I need them. But what I'm saying is that you need to know more what God says. More than what human beings says. If what human beings says is contrary to what God says, believe God rather. When the daughter of Jairus was dead, when they were on the way, people said to Jairus, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. It means it's the end of everything. Jesus overheard it and he said to Lazarus, do not be afraid. Only hey, doesn't matter your situation. Only I don't care what they say to you. Only believe. Believe that God can do it all and there is nothing that God cannot do. What is faith? Faith is to believe the word of God and act accordingly. Or faith is to believe God and act according to what you believe. I don't know. Faith is not craziness. Faith is to believe God. And I don't know how many people in our age still believe God. I don't know. I don't know how many people in our, in our age still believe really God. Because they believe God for a while. And when it does not seem to be like what they believe, they start saying, ah, no, no. Uh-uh. They don't understand that faith does not question God. Faith believes God. Faith, they brought a sick man in the book of Luke, I think. They said they lowered the man to Jesus. And when he saw their faith, not when he saw them, when he saw what? Uh-huh. He saw the faith before he saw the sick. He did not consider the crippled man. But they say when he saw the faith of a friend, then he had compassion on him. Faith will draw the compassion of God toward you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Or those who believe must, those who, 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 who draw near to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith will cause you to do things that are unreal. Mm-hmm. Faith will cause you to do, we do things in this ministry and people think we are crazy. 
They don't know we, we are moving by faith, not by sight anymore. I don't know what they told you, but tonight is the end of that story. I don't know what is the story they told you, but tonight you can step out of it. The Bible says, seeing their faith, let me give you a scripture so that you can meditate on it at home. I have it here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Mark, chapter number two, verse three to five. Let's read it together. Mark two, three to five. Mark three, two to five. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. When they could not come near him because of a crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. That, that, is, that is radical. Keep it there. That is very radical. Do you know that this took place in Capernaum? In Capernaum, the house where Jesus was sitting, that was Jesus' house. Yes, that was his house. He was not visiting anyone. That was the house where he stayed. People took his roof off. He didn't say, oh guys, you guys are not, I'm going to give you an invoice here because you destroy. <laughs> Imagine people destroy your roof because they want help. You will stone them. Look at the anger that will arise in you. Can you go through the door? They said, so, they, so when they had broken through, <laughs> they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And what did he say? And when Jesus saw, when he saw, is it when he saw the paralytic? Is it when he saw the four friends? He saw what? They faith. Ah, may God see your faith tonight. Uh, you have come to a miracle service. May God seize your faith. And may God give you what you are trusting him for. It's faith that makes a difference. When he saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. The guy didn't pray for, for, for sin to be forgiven. Do you understand that he was not repenting? He does not care if he sinned. He wants to be healed. But that faith qualified for forgiveness. God, he says, sons, your sins are forgiven you. What faith can do? I say, what faith can do? I say, what faith can do? When I when people say, but you must be careful. Be careful of what? You are too human. We need to come to a place where a generation is not afraid of what people are going to say. It's not afraid of the gossip of people. It's not afraid of what people think. I don't care. Well, listen, listen. If you don't agree with me today, I don't care. I know how I live and I know it works for me. I just try to pass you something that works. You know, in my, in my, in my family bloodline, there is diabetes. People get sugar diabetes. And, and, and some of my brothers have it already. And they are struggling. And then when I hit that age, I, I, the, the symptoms were clearly there. I mean, I, I felt dizzy. I, uh, one time I said to Leon, take me to the hospital, I can't anymore. I couldn't lift up my head. And uh, Leon ran down to take the bucket because he has never seen me like this. He thought I was dying, maybe. So, <laughs> he ran here to get the bucket key. And, and, and I barely went to my room. And I knelt there. My wife, I was crying so much, she didn't know what was happening to me. When I knelt, I said, God, would you let me 
inherit the disease while I'm plugged into your seeds. I refuse in the name of Jesus. It's like somebody came and took something out of me. When Leon came, we were supposed to travel that day and we canceled. When he came, I said, let's go. He said, where? I said, we are traveling. He said, no, but you said, I said, we are traveling. We traveled, we came back at 7 p.m. that night. I drove. It was gone. It was gone. There's nature. Leon said, we must still go to see a woman. He organized for me. We got there. She put a machine on my chest. Say, is there diabetes in your family? I said, no. <laughs> she said, don't you have anyone? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> then was I lying? No, because I'm in the family of Christ. Amen. I've disconnected myself from the bloodline of my family. Now I'm plugged into the family of Christ. So in Christ, there's no sugar diabetes. I refuse in the name of Jesus. And don't think I'm looking at my food now. I can't eat this. No. No. No, my wife didn't tell me something. Hey, you must be careful. I said, no, I'm careful. I'm very careful. I'm careful. Because the Bible said, be careful for nothing. In everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God that is above understanding will lead your heart in the Lord Jesus. Am I saying be foolish? No. I'm saying be wise. Wisdom is the word of God. I'm not opposing, I'm not opposing anything in the flesh. I'm just putting myself in the spirit. And that's what works for me. I said that's what works for me. I said that's what works for me. There is nothing that will stop you until you stop yourself. So if you are here with that type of conditions, tonight you can be healed. I said tonight you can be healed. I said tonight you can be healed. Tonight, I'm not saying tomorrow, tonight. You can step out of that thing. Snap out of it. People ask me, why do you hit the forward of people when you pray? I say, I'm saying snap out of that thing. <laughs> snap out of it. Hallelujah. Say, snap out of it. No, I don't have the money to that. Snap out of it. I know whom I have believed. And my redeemer lives. My redeemer lives. My redeemer lives. And my redeemer lives. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah.